Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Welcome to this Thursday's teaching. In today's message, Bishop Dag will teach you all about different types of members who exist in every church and the importance of membership and commitment. You will also learn about the negative spirit a person will overcome once they decide to become a stable and committed part of a church family. Get ready to receive wisdom and understanding on what it means to be a fully committed church member from today's blessed word. Right, hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your holy word that is blessing us every day. Guide us and let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Wonderful. Today, I'm going to um, share with you something very, very important, which is not often talked about. Yes. But I believe that is very important. So I'm going to be sharing about that. Amen. Amen. And it is how to be a church member. How to be a member of a church. So turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1. And I'm reading from verse 15. It says, but if I tarry long, or if in case I am delayed, if I tarry long, all right, that I am writing so that you will know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar of and the ground of truth. Amen. I'm writing so that you would know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. So all of us need to know how to behave ourselves in the house of God. Now, everywhere you go, they try to give you some kind of orientation. Amen. And when you get oriented... You know how to behave. Like if you've never been to Lagon, the university, you have to know how to behave yourself here. Because there are things that are not allowed. There are things that are allowed. Okay? So you need to know how to behave yourself when you come into the house of the Lord and you are part of a church such as this one. Amen. Amen. Number one. Maximized Sunday usage. Maximized Sunday usage. You have to, when you are a member of a church, you have to use your Sunday properly. 
Amen. John chapter 5, verse 16. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Amen. Amen. Now the Jews were angry with Jesus because he was working on the Sabbath day. Now, God created the world in six days and he rested on the seventh day. And he's, he, he gave a special uh, blessing for the Sabbath day. I mean, the Sabbath day is the day of rest. It's a day that we choose to remember God instead of anything else. Amen. So, as a good Christian, you must dedicate Sunday to God. That's why it's hallowed. It is dedicated to God. Now, it is a good habit. Alright? It's a good habit that you have to learn as a Christian. How to give Sunday to God. You see, what, what do you do every day? When you go out, when you go out there, when you are working in school or at work, all that you do is for money. Is it true or not true? Why are you even in the school? Ultimately, it's for money. You are trying to get some money. Eventually. You want to get a good job. Isn't it? Yeah. So that you can have money. And with the money you can buy whatever you want to buy. So seven days a week. Six days you are doing everything to get something for yourself. And to serve mammon. God is asking you for one day of the week of your life. Just one day. Wow. And a, a good Christian must learn how to give Sunday or the Sabbath day, whichever day is your Sabbath day. Some people like it Saturday. No problem. Saturday or Sunday doesn't make any difference. The Sabbath, there is a day for God. That's what I'm saying. There is a day, it is for God. From morning to evening, it's for God. Why do you want to give God one hour? Say, Lord, you can have one hour and, and after that, your time is up. Lord, your time is up. Nine o'clock, your time is up. You have one hour. If you have something to do with it, then your time is up. Has God come for an interview with you? Where he's told, this is the time where his time is up. You, You can leave now. No. So our God, you see, God is not asking you to work full time every day of your life. 
before we even come to working full time, what about one day? What about one day of the week where it belongs to God from morning to evening? Whatever there is. Most pastors and churches have reduced church services from used to have church service for six hours, they reduced to five hours, they've reduced to four hours, they've reduced to three hours, they've reduced to two hours, and now one and a half hours, one hour, 15 minutes, and it's over. 45 minute church service, and it's over. Sometimes you even wonder what is in our minds as we are serving the Lord. But the Jews were angry with Jesus for healing somebody on the Sabbath day. And he asked that, what day should I do this? I can see that my father is working, therefore I am also working. My father is healing. My father is doing great things on the Sabbath day and I will also do great things on the Sabbath. My father worketh and therefore I am also going to work. So maximize Sunday usage. Not come to city church. You think about it. The songs that we sing, many of you don't sing them. You will be miming along. Maybe if there are four songs, three fast songs and three slow songs, you may know one of the fast songs and you may not know any of the slow songs. So you partly sing one of the fast songs and you don't sing any of the slow songs. That does, you say you've worshipped God. Then after that, there will be whatever drama you shout, you clap, whatever. Then you hear a sermon of which you remember, they say you remember only 11% of what you hear. If not less, depending on how intelligent you are. And then you've worshipped God. That is what you can give to God. No. No. I am teaching you something higher for your life. I'm not talking about going to as a missionary. I'm talking about being a Christian. I'm teaching you how to behave in the church. That Sunday, there is a day for God. Whatever God wants, whatever there is to be done, it can be done at least one of the days of my life. I can give it to the Lord. It is a good habit. It is a good practice. Even for your family and for your future and for everything about your life. It's a good practice to learn whilst you are in school. That on Sunday, my Sunday belongs to the Lord. Whatever it is, I have given that day to God. And you will see that you even become brighter in school. Yeah. When I was in school, you know, Sunday has always been a day. For the Lord, at least even I used to have work for the Lord from Monday to Saturday and Sunday I was off even there was a time when I became a Christian. When we were in medical school, they, were, they thought we were not serious. Yeah, because we were going to church all the time. We had drums in our rooms. We had boxes. You see us carried to church. They thought we were not serious. But we were serious. And we passed our exams. Yeah, all the time. I've never, I've never failed an exam before in university, whatever, never. I've never been referred before. 
or repeated. Never. Yeah. You see, when your mind, when you are tense, your mind doesn't work well. When you are stressed, sometimes 75% of your brain can shut down. That is why you will be advised, even in psychology and in any other field, they will tell you, do not take a decision when you are stressed. When you are stressed or hurt, angry, or under a lot of pressure, don't take important decisions. You are likely not to use all your mind. You use a section of your mind. And another part of your mind will be shut down. Because you may be so angry with somebody. Say, I'll never talk to you again. But when you cool off, you realize I'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you. So that I will never talk to you again. It came when you were angry. And when you were angry, a large section of your mind shut down. Automatic shutdown. And then when you cooled off and all the other aspects of your brain started working again, so you are, I won't mind you. I'll, I'll be your friend. So you can divorce, you can break relationships, you can break friendship, you can take major foolish decisions under stress if you want to. But at this church service, God is showing you that you don't need to do that. And now, what does church do? When you go to church, you find that you are, you, are, you, are, you are relaxed from all the every day is academic work. And one day is God. And all the things that have to do with God. So you start to think wider. And your brain starts to work better. Yeah. That's why you see, when you are young, you don't know enough things. That is why so that they will not let you be a president until you are 40. By that time, maybe you have known many things which you don't know when you are 23. Although you think, at each stage, you always think you know everything. So the next year, then you realize, that oh, when I was 23, I didn't know much. But what happens is, as you get older, you know more things. And then your decision taking is wiser, better. So when you come to church, you are also more relaxed. Your, your spiritual input, your spirit is alive is inputted, your mind receives an input from the anointing. Because you see, your mind or your soul and your spirit are connected. In Hebrews 4 verse 12, the Bible says that the the word of God is sharp sword, piercing down to the dividing asunder or dividing border between the soul and the spirit. So your soul, which is your mind, is connected to your spirit. So some of the thoughts which you think are from your spirit and some are from your soul. Or some are from your mind and some are deeper. That is why they give you drugs to try to bring out the thoughts that are deep within you. You know, when they are interrogating people and so on, they give them drugs to try to bring out from within what the person has inside. Because part of the thoughts are not just from the mind, but they are from deeper within. That's why the, there's a scripture which talks about the spirit of the mind, the back of the mind. And in Russian interrogation methods and so on, have always involved giving drugs to cause the person's deeper things to come out and you will say what he doesn't know that he's saying. Yeah. You see. So when you come to church, your spirit 
is receiving an input from the Holy Spirit and from the Word of God. And so it, it, there's, because it's at the dividing border, asunder of soul and spirit, the spirit overflows into the mind. So the anointing affects your mind. Yeah, the spirit affects your mind. You see, a person who is spiritual is more intelligent. Turn with me to Romans chapter 1, I'll show you. Quick, quick, quick. Romans chapter 1. Now, you say you want to do well in school. You should listen to the word of God. Also listen to somebody who has been to the school before. Now, Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Um, Twenty-eight. Okay, or let's 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 take verse twenty, twenty-four or twenty-one. For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him. Do not go to church on Sunday to honor God. We are having church in the afternoon, and somebody may ask. But why don't you have it in the morning? We don't have it in the morning because we don't have a hall. That's the simple reason. But that's not, that's not the strangest time on this campus. The strangest time on this campus that you can find lectures going on on Sundays. Lectures going on in the afternoons, on Sunday, in the evening. Then the strangest thing that you find on this school is that People go to the beach in the night. Yes. They have buses. Because I, I have been to the beach many times. But I always went to the beach in the, in, the, in the daytime. Either in the afternoon or the morning. But in this school, there are some people that organize buses to take you to the beach in the night. So if somebody can go to the beach in the night, I can also come to church in the afternoon. Hallelujah. Now, even though they knew God, they did not honor him or give thanks. When you don't come to church on Sunday and you don't serve God and honor God and give thanks, what the Bible says, they became futile in their imaginations. All right? Futile in their speculations and their foolish was darkened. Your heart, your soul becomes dark. Professing to be wise, they became fools. You see, when you don't give thanks, today is Sunday. You will not honor God. You will not give thanks. You will not acknowledge God. You put God out. Professing to be rather to be wise, you rather become a fool. Then they exchanged, this was happening in Europe, the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man. Idol worship. Therefore God gave them over to the lusts of their hearts. Huh? 
Are you listening to me? So that their bodies would be dishonored among them. Verse 26. And God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. So homosexuality is a punishment from God. Yes. God, according to this scripture, God has punished Europe and America with homosexuality. He has punished them to even go so far as to marry themselves. Because they don't, the average white man does not believe in God. The average white person does not retain God in their knowledge and has cast God aside. Therefore, God has handed them over to degrading passions and has punished them to be homosexuals. It's a punishment. No. You know, one day a brother was sitting in the office and he was saying, you know, he has a very strong desire. He was explaining. He said, look, when I see a man, I have a strong desire for the other man. When I heard it, I said, my God. Because you see, it's not even something that is like something that comes upon the person. He has a strong feeling for another male. It's a punishment. You see, it's not something that is even you are even engineering. But it's just an attraction that is coming. Here is a female. You are a man. The female that we are all suffering from temptations every day. You don't even feel like it at all. You dear Chale, this hard bony man, this is what you are after. It's a punishment. And God has punished them for not thinking about God. Yes. Wouldn't honor God. You wouldn't acknowledge God. And you wouldn't give thanks. It's a punishment. Now listen, I'm talking about maximized Sunday usage. Verse 28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God on Sundays when they were on campus, God gave them over to a depraved mind. So you see that your mind is the first thing that is affected. Yeah. Your mind is the first thing that is affected. He hands you over. The punishment is to have a bad mind. Yes. That's why you, you even have a bad mind. You will be a girl and you, not, you don't find anything wrong with sleeping with everybody on campus. Even when somebody you've met him just now. You don't know him. Oh. Just now you met him. And you feel happy. Until it's all over. Then you look back and you ask yourself that. I don't even know the names of the people that I've, I've been sleeping with. But you see, your mind was darkened. You are depraved. And you are foolish. Look, life is more than school. When you come out of, out of this school, eh, it's like um, when you go to the motorway, to my motorway, all the cars come and they pay their tolls. Then they go. After that, you see that although all the cars were together, you don't see them together anymore. Because life is like after you paid the toll, then you see so many, the type of car, the type of driver, the type of, so many things are now going. At first, we are all together. At first, we are all together. Everything looks the same. As soon as school is over, you see different 
People prosper, some go up, some go down. You may all have been in the same class. And then there after school is whatever things you know apart from what you learned in school. That's where's where all those things come to play. Yeah. Isaac does not go to America for three days because of the course that she did in her school. There's more to what you learned in the school before to what you to, to, to do well in this life. Yeah. So when you put God, you don't want to acknowledge God on a Sunday. You don't want to give thanks. Be there. God says, okay, here is your dark mind. That's your punishment. Mercy. I'm still reading. God gave them unto a depraved mind. Being filled with unrighteousness. No, but look at verse 21. Verse 21 in the King James. It says, and their foolish heart was darkened. Your mind and your heart, your soul is darkened. Then they became filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil. Wow. And look at verse 31. Without understanding, you will not understand physics, maths, this, so many things. Untrustworthy, unloving. You will not be able to give love to anybody who loves you. Unloving, unmerciful. Yeah. People will propose to you, people will like you, but because you don't know how to love. You are unloving. They one after the other, they will leave you. So I liked you, but when I came, I left you. When I came, because you were unloving, you were unmerciful, you were untrustworthy, and they found you untrustworthy when they could sleep with you. It is unlikely that anybody who sleeps with you on this campus will marry you. You can write it down. Write it. Take your pen and write it. It's unlikely. Anybody who sleeps with you is very unlikely that the person will marry you. <laughs> when he has finished with everybody, he will choose somebody he has not slept with. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can write it down. You see, the person that you, you, are, you, are, you are doing this thing with, you see, he will not marry you. When it's time to choose, he will choose another. Tell somebody, maximized Sunday usage. (laughs) Number two, the second important key to being a good church member is join a smaller group in the church. Amen. You must be part of a smaller subdivision. Amen. Now, if you look at Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, you will see that principle there from the scripture that I was sharing with you last week. Acts chapter 2, and we read from verse 42. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to the breaking of the bread, and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Alright? And many wonders and signs were taking place 
through the apostles. Acts chapter 2 verse 44. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, that is in the cafeteria. And breaking bread from house to house. Alright? They were taking their meals with gladness and sincerity from, from their hearts. And the Lord kept, was adding to their number day by day. So, they were doing two things. Meetings were happening, number one, in the temple. A church is made up of two sections. The temple meetings and the house to house meetings. That is why you have cell groups in churches or ministries or choirs and different different groups groupings within a church you are never part of a church until you are part of the temple and then the house to house one which is a smaller one yeah that's how the church was born this is Acts chapter 2 this is the first church they were meeting in the temple and they were meeting from house to house now there are a lot of things that will happen in the temple. But there are many more wonderful things that will happen house to house. Is it not true? Yeah, there are nicer things that will happen from house to house. When we are fewer. The fewer, the merrier. You've not heard it before. Huh? Yeah. When we are fewer, there are more things that can be talked about. You know, even when I'm preaching, I say a lot of things which some other pastors don't say. But there are even more things that I don't say. That can be said when we are meeting at a smaller group level. So you must not only join, you know, uh, Who is playing? Is Ghana playing today? Has and got a call. Amen. When you are part of the church, you are never part of the church properly unless you are part of a small group in the church. None of us here is happy to be a number or a statistic. It is when you join a smaller group that you move from being a statistic to being a real person in the church. Then, then your name is known. This is Faustina. This is Priscilla. That is when your name is known. But until then, you are number 42. You are the one at the back. And in the Bible, we have people whose names were known. Like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, come down. But there are some people who didn't, we didn't know their names. We just knew them by their pro- problem. The woman with the issue of blood. There was, there was no name, whether she was a, her name was Frida or what is it? No, no, no. The woman with the issue of blood. She was part of the temple, but she was not part of the smaller group. 
When Jesus was preaching to a large crowd, that was when she attended. So she was known by her problem. The woman with the issue, the madman of Gadara. If I miss he had a name, do you think there was no outdooring for his father to give him a name? He had a name. And some of you, you are not known at all in that because of the brother at the back. The sister in the red shirt. The sister who went to do abortion last week. That's all. But there are people, when you read the Bible, you see names. That's how even a lot of the names we have. We got them from reading the Bible. But there are people in the Bible, one or two, and their names were known. So when you join a smaller group, you move from being a statistic to being a real person with a real name. And your name is known. If you are Debo, you are Debo. If you are Yemi, you are Yemi. Yes. But if you are not part of the smaller group, you will be saying, oh, the brother who sits at the back there. Do you want to be a statistic or you want to be a person? Yeah. And there is no other way to do that than to join a group. And it is in that small group that you will be known. And that is it's in that small group that a lot of your personal real problems will be solved. Yeah. Pastoral work is one to one. Yeah. It's one to one. You talk, I talk. You talk, I talk. And there are a lot of pastors, elders, and for us to fellowship and share. You know. So don't, don't stay back. You know, some people, I don't want, you don't want to be known. You know, I don't want anybody to know me. Why? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Get involved. Don't be too big. It is pride. Pride and evil. That makes you stay in the dark. Come with your heart. Come with joy. And serve. Serve the Lord. And come into a smaller group. And be known. And know and be known. And receive the real blessings. Yeah. If somebody is close to me, do you think the person will not benefit from being close to me? No means. There are people who benefit, who benefit things that have nothing to do with the work that they do. But just because they are close to me, they, 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 they experience benefits. Yeah. Two weeks ago, or a week ago, I, I had a meeting. I called for some people, just a few people, and three of them received iPads. Actually, it's four, but the fourth person doesn't even know that he received an iPad. Do you think they could have received it at a big group meeting? No way. When there is a problem, when there is a problem, it is from the small group that you will be known. Yeah, if you come today and just come and say, oh, 
I'm in the first lab church and so on. My first question is, who knows you? Do you know? Do you know? So, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We have thieves even in the church. Yeah, we have thieves. We have, we have, we have spies. People are here, they're just spies. They're just coming to spy. They're not genuine church members. One day we were having a prayer meeting. And uh, we were just praying. And a brother came up to me. And he said, I want to tell you something. I said, what is it? He said, there is a girl in the church. She is not a church member. She is a spy. From the government. She's, her assignment is us. Yeah. So I said, which girl? He said, come. He showed me. He said, when you go, you see the control room where the, there was a control room on the side where they were doing controlling the sound. She's walking there. So I went and I said, she was going and shout out about I was amazed. Yeah, in the church, we were, we were praying. It was, I think, a Friday night we were praying. Yeah, not Sunday church. And the guy said to me, he said, when you ask her where she works, she'll tell you she works at the airport. But she doesn't work at the airport. He, he told me, I, I work for BNI. This girl is one of the people that works there. She works for BNI. She's not, she does not work at, and when you, and truly when you ask her, she says she works at the airport, but she doesn't, he told me she does not work at the airport. Yeah. So when you come and say, oh, I am this, I'm the first, I'm the first lecture. Our first question is, are you in the BNI or you are in the, in the yeah, whatever. We don't know who you are. And the reason why a lot of you are happy to stay in the temple but not join the house to house is because people are not following the right security measures to choose a wife or a beloved. Yeah. Because you should never look in the big church and spot and I say, I can see I can see somebody over there. Can you do that? Do you know who she is? No. If you had been closer and part of the church, you would have known. I have always had church members who are HIV positive. Yeah. And today I have church members who are HIV positive. Members in the choir, members who masquerade as Shepherds who masquerade as uh, uh, whatever HIV, yes, they are all HIV. I can mention their names right now. They are masquerading. Tell somebody, are you masquerading as a Christian? Such people cannot join small groups. Why, why don't they want to join small groups? Well, when they join small groups, we will know them. We will know you. Because when you should have been at the choir meeting, you don't come immediately, we'll see you. But when you are in the picture, we won't see you. We will not see that you are, you, are, you are there. You are not around. 
and unless the pastor has a prophetic gift and a lot of us pastors don't have these high level prophetic gifts I know a pastor he was not really a pastor he was a prophet and he was a pastor he had a church you know so he, he didn't visit anybody he didn't, because he was a prophet he was more spiritual he knew things by the spirit One day he was walking on the street and he saw some cars parked by the roadside. And he thought that they were empty cars. But not knowing that one of his church members was in the car. You see when the Bible says when Paul was struck down and a bright light shone from heaven. Yeah, a bright light suddenly shone on the car. And he saw his church member in the car with another but they were fornicating in the, in the back of the car. So when he came into the pulpit the next week, he saw, he said, hey, I saw you. But you may not have that prophetic gift. So, we need you, you need to see someone who has joined a small group. Yeah. Well, you may not have that prophetic gift. Yeah. How can you know? I, I may not have that prophetic gift, so if I don't see you in a small group, I will not know much about you. Another time, he wanted to propose to one of the sisters in the church. She used to sing for him. She used to sing like how these singers sing. And a brother came to pick her after church. Suddenly he was in the spirit and he he entered the car. He entered the car and sat at the back of the car. You see, that's what I'm saying. He sat at the back of the car and they drove out far into the countryside. Committed fornication and he was right in the car with them. And they came back. That is why he didn't marry that girl. What I'm saying is that not all of us have such prophetic gifts. Therefore, if the person is not in a small group, you say, brother, since I'm not a prophet, and you are not in a small group, I don't know who you are. You may see that beautiful girl far away. Say, mm. And you see, you must start choosing people that are part of the choir, part of ashes, part of uh, those who decorate. Last week I was here, they were, they were moving the decorate. All these things you see, they didn't fly there. There are people who do it. And you, you belong to nothing. We have film stars, singing stars, dancing stars, worship stars, any form of stars. You, you bring the idea. Communion stars, registration stars. And you are among the fornication stars. Pornography stars of Legon Campus. Hey! They were breaking bread in the temple and from house to house. You can never change what is written in the Bible. The church will always be a temple church and a house-to-house church. Always. Always, 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 always. 
Amen. Wow. Number three. To be a good church member, you must practice the principle of multiple services. You must attend many meetings. Yeah. Many meetings. Multiple services. Yeah. What do I mean by multiple services? The more you go to church, the more you are affected. Yeah. It's like wine. The more, the Bible says, those who tarry long at the wine. I've tasted beer before. I've tasted wine before. But I've never tarried long enough. As soon as I taste it, I spit it out. It's terrible. Because I've never been drunk before. And I've, never, I've never drank even a glass of whatever before. A glass of wine. Since I was born. Yeah. Apart from a communion. Yeah. Not that I wanted to, but that's, that's, that's my experience. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. There can be something that will affect you, but because you don't stay long enough, it doesn't affect you. Church is like wine. Even the Holy Spirit is sometimes called new wine. That's why there are churches called new wine church. The longer you stay, the more you become intoxicated. One day, when I was in Achimota school, we went, we have two compounds, east and west. And we have to go to the east for the, to the athletics field. And we went there for interhouses competition. When we were coming back, one of my friends, one of the people that I knew, he took off all his clothes and started walking around. I said, wow, what is wrong with this guy? He had gone to drink so much and he had, you see that the wine, uh, alcohol has some certain effects. You can drink and you can become so happy and take over a party and control the whole party. And after the next day, you don't remember what you said, what you did. I forget the name of that effect. There's a a name. Huh? A medical name for that. Many what? Mania Aputu. Is that what it's called? Doctors, do you know? Okay. They've not learned it yet. Yeah. But it just, you just perform. So if you stay long enough at the wine of the Holy Ghost, you take off all your sins. You take off all your problems and start walking around free of all the curses and all the problems of your life. But you, are, you are not staying around long enough for it to have a certain effect on your life. Yeah. 
some of you, Jesus has affected only 60%. There's, there's 40% of your life for Jesus to affect. And as you are, you are in this school, he is going to affect that remaining 40%. Yeah. There are people in this church, since you started coming to the church, the Holy Spirit has affected your academic life to make you even know how to learn. And some of you, to make you never to, to look at Apo. Apo is illegal. Apo is stealing. Apo is wrong. Do you understand? Magic is not wrong. We have magic and Apo. Magic is what we believe in. Do you know magic? Magic is past questions. You use magic. You don't use Apo. Yeah. And you will do well. Magic, you see, for every subject, you can only ask a certain number of questions. So if they have had exams for three or four years, there's no more questions to ask. It will be the same thing. So this one will say there were twelve mosquitoes which were flying, or there were twelve ants which were walking, or there were twelve crabs which were. I mean, they just change. Yeah. So multiple intoxicating experiences will start to have an effect on your life. Some of you, your sex life. You are not married. You are a young person. You have. You have been birthed into pornography, into having, I mean, you are experienced at having sex at your age. How can that be? Where, did, where were you trained? Where did you learn these things from? At your age, look at what you are doing. Hey, it's too serious. Where were you trained? Is it a, a, a bad thing that God gave you a little beauty? A little beauty that he gave you. Look at what you are doing with yourself. A little handsomeness. You are misusing it. Tell somebody I am going for multiple meetings. Amen. How many points do you have? Three and number four. Join the twenty. Uh, oh, join the twenty eighty group. The twenty eighty group that are working. Eighty twenty. You see, in everything, twenty are working. Eighty are not working. 20 are doing something, 80 are not doing anything. I don't think more than 20% of people in Ghana pay tax. <laughs> Most of the people don't pay tax. The rice, can you smell the rice now as they are cooking it? I wonder if they are paying tax. So usually only 20% of the people out of 100 are making things work. And you must decide to be part of the 28 Sometimes only 20% pay tithes. Join the 20. So they, they, that's called the 80-20 rule in anything. Whether it's government, the world, a church, everything. It's usually there's 80-20. 80 are doing nothing. They're just around and 20 are really working. Join the 20 in the church that are working. Sometimes righteousness. Only 20 are righteous. 80 are not righteous. 20-80. Join. 
there's a 2080 rule. Only 20 pay tithes. You don't pay tithes. At this age, you are learning, you are learning not to pay tithes. You are learning not to be to honor God. You don't want to retain God, to honor God, to thank God, to add God to your thoughts. Receive the darkness of your mind. Yeah. So your mind is now difficult to think. Always your decisions will be wrong. And you take all wrong decisions. So rather, join, break the 80-20 rule or flow with it and say, as for me, I'm part, of, I'm part of the 20 that are doing something. Not part of the 80 that are doing nothing. Yeah. Are you in the 80 or the 20? Can I see those who are in the 80? What about those who are in the 20? 80, 20. 80 don't really do well. 20 do well in school. Are you part of the 80 or the 20? Yeah. You can be part of the 20% that will get first class, second upper. If you learn the strategies that we are teaching you in the house of the Lord. Yeah. 2080. And finally, be a scholarly church member. Scholarly. Scholarly. What is a scholar? A scholar is somebody who develops himself. Amen. By studying. Amen. Now, what does that mean? Studying. I did tell you it was the last point. No, it's not the last point. Scholarly, past, a scholarly church member is somebody who reads. Yeah, it's a scholar. Not an idiot. You can choose to be an idiot or a scholar. Now, a scholar is a reader. The more you read, the more wiser you become. So you see, I as your pastor, I've written a lot of books. If you can understand my preaching, you probably can understand my books. And you are going to become wiser. 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 So start reading. There's a difference between Christians who listen to preaching and those who read books. Yeah. Those who read are a little deeper than those who just listen. And those who listen are a little more anointed than those who just read. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it again. I said there's a difference between those who read and those who listen. Those who read are a little deeper. They, they are deeper in what they know. In fact, you can, they can actually point to scriptures and explain things. And they, are, they know it a little wider, a little deeper than those who just listen. Those who just listen all the time. And those who read. Those who read are deeper. They know more. And those who listen are more anointed than those who just read. Yeah, because faith comes by hearing. You understand? And hearing comes by the word of God. The Bible says that the Bereans were more noble. You see, a noble person is like, is more influential, deeper and more distinguished. Deeper is the word that I'm using. But somebody who listens is somebody who is more anointed. And people who watch, (laughs) they are more able to implement the work of God than those who just hear. Yeah. 
So those who hear, those who watch, are often people who are able to take steps. Yeah, because you, you often become what you see. So they are more likely to cross over from the hearers only who never become doers. You see, if you watch, have you noticed a lot of politicians have children who become politicians? They watch their father do it all his life. Or doctors often have children who become doctors. And lawyers have children who become, what they watch all their life, without much thinking, they become that same thing. Often. Not always, but often. So when, when those who watch, they are, they are often the people who actually end up doing the things. So there are, there are, these are three groups of Christians. And I'm encouraging you to be a scholarly Christian. A reader. And also an anointed Christian. A hearer. And then somebody who actually, look, how did I begin to have miracle services? By watching. I cross over the line. I cross over the line into the miraculous by watching and watching. Eventually, I, I became what I was watching. Yeah. I entered into what I was watching and started to experience what I was, had heard and read about. I started to experience it by watching. That's why video also is important. There are pictures you have watched a pornography you will never forget till you die. Yeah. And, and many of you will try to implement some of those things that you have watched. Because watching takes you to the realm of implementation. Yes, watching. You may be taught about sex, you may read about it, you may hear a lesson about it, but when you watch it, that is when you often cross the implementation. That's why pornography is so dangerous. Yeah, because there's nothing for you to implement at this stage of your life. And you learn so many things that you are almost a let me, Lord, let me implement. Let me implement. You become an implementer. Implementer of what? Hey! Implementer of what? Because watching takes you, it crosses you over into the realm of implementation. Yeah? What, you have, what you have read that looked mystical, what you heard that gave you faith, or what you watched that made you do it. Yeah. So become a scholarly church member. A member who reads so that you are more noble and deeper and more founded in what you believe. And somebody who hears and more, when you listen, as you keep downloading the message and you are walking and you are listening, you become more anointed. Hey! Look, anytime you listen to a message, eh, you become anointed. That's my experience. Sometimes I put on messages to become anointed. Bible says that the doctrine shall fall upon you like rain. Teaching has been described in the Bible as rain. So you become anointed. The first time I noticed that it affected my anointing levels was when I was the scripture union leader for the Western Compound in Achimota School. Yeah. Somebody gave a, a cassette by Kenneth Hagin. When I listened to it, I found it so exciting. And I came to try it with little that I could remember. And I came to preach it. And it, it was electrifying in the assembly hall. And then another time I preached, but I didn't preach what he, what he was praying. I, 
and I noticed a difference. Then I preached again. That was when I first detected that listening to preaching really affects your anointing levels. So listen, you become more anointed. Read, you become deeper. Watch, watch, and you'll find yourself becoming something, doing something that you only read about. Wow. How many points do you have? What is the first step to becoming a good church member? What? Maximize Sunday usage. Number two? Joining smaller groups. The principle of subdivisions. Isn't it? The next one? Say again. The principle of multiple services. What's the next one? Join the 80-20 group, isn't it? That are working. 20 over 80. As for me, I want to be in the 20-80 group. Yeah. 20% that do well. 20% that pass. 20% that are excelling. Number five. Be a what? Scholarly church member. And then, number six, quickly. Every good sermon has three points or seven points. So, if we have six, I must give you seven. Number six, the principle of massive organized prayer. Massive organized prayer. Wow. Prayer is more important than fasting. Prayer is more important than fasting. To pray is more important than to fast. Why? Because all the promises of Jesus are promises for when you pray. Not when you fast. It doesn't mean fasting is not important. But because of our traditions, we love to do something traditional. But what actually Jesus said we should do, we will not do it. Forget about your fasting if you will not pray. Pray. Even if it's for 30 minutes. And so massive organized prayer. As a church, what day is our prayer day? Friday. At what time? 7 to 10. You stay in your house Friday night. They will come for you. You see that you are in the Atlantic Ocean. Up to your waist. Atlantic Ocean is here. And seven boys are trying to have sex with you. In the water. Because you wouldn't come for prayer meeting. You think you know better. You are now in the Atlantic Ocean. Hey. Seven girls are chasing you. Because you feel you are handsome. There are no hands of you are a fool. <laughs> massive organized prayer. Tell somebody I'm going to be involved in massive 
organize. Amen. And then the last principle, how to behave yourself in the church is become, learn to become a volunteer. A lay person who volunteers. Yes, a lay person. Unpaid. You are not paid. Amen. No one pays you. No one pays you to control the sound. No one pays you to dance. No one pays you to sing. No one pays you to play instruments. No one pays you to come and clean the church. No one pays you to decorate. No one pays you for anything as far as God is concerned. Learn it here. How to be a good church member is to be an unpaid volunteer. You are never paid for and you, God pays you. That's all. And, and, and you, you, you come and see me after church. Bring me 20 cities that you want to get a good husband and see if I can give you a good husband. You cannot buy certain things. There is no money that can buy happiness or a good marriage or a beloved or a man who will remain faithful. When he says, I love you, it means I love you. Or when he says, I love you, I love you and all of them. Wow. You cannot buy what God wants to give you in the church. You can't buy it. Do you understand? You can't buy it. You cannot buy it. Stand up, the two of you. Come here, let me borrow you for a few seconds. Let us say, shh, this is a sister in the church, okay? And she's sitting in this chair. Sit here, my sister. Yeah. There, oh God. Listen, there are so many brothers and men who would be ready to sleep with her. Let me ask you, boys, how many of you, if God said it was okay, would be ready to sleep with her? Raise up your hand. Raise up your hand. Wow! Some are even jumping. cannot preach if you are talking. These people, I don't even have to give them money. I don't even have to pay them. They will even pay me or pay whatever. They will pay five cities, ten cities, whatever to sleep with her. It's a beautiful lady. But to get a brother like this, a pastor, You understand? Who will come and go and find 
lady to a brother. It's the pastor. He said, which school did you go to? Ashbrook School. University of Cape Coast. University of what? Cape Coast. Cape Coast. To get a brother who he went to Achimota School and Cape Coast University and he's a pastor who would come for her and rather pay her dowry, her family and take her hand. Wow! And take her away. Take her away. That one is not easy to buy. Not easy to find. Wow! <laughs> that one is not easy to get it even if I have Francine if you give me Hundred CDs. Go and get a beloved. I collect hundred fifty. I'll give you. I can't. When I go, I can't tell you. You stand up. I command you. Love her. Love her. Yes, hundred CDs. Love her. It doesn't work. It's like if I give you hundred, can you love her? Hundred? No. What about five hundred? Seven hundred. No. You see, it's very expensive. What about thousand? Ooh. Wow. These are blessings you cannot buy. So when you come to the house of God, don't come with charges. I've been, I'm going to be around out and I'm, I'm going to be here working. I mean, we are going to be carrying instruments. We are doing this. We are doing. Shut up, my friend. What God is going to do for you, you cannot even pay. Maybe when you bring money, you cannot pay. It cannot buy. You cannot buy blessing. You cannot buy safety. You cannot buy healing. Yes. So learn from the first day. Never charge God. Never, as a church member, never charge God. So God, I'm charging you this for my services. And by the way, Lord, I'm here again this week. You are lucky that I've come. You are very lucky that I came to church this week. I wasn't coming, but I changed my mind at the last moment. No. Learn as a church member. You are God, what can I do? Can I play? Can I sing? How can I say thanks? Can you sing that for me? How can I say thanks for all the things you've done for me? So learn that as a church member. How to thank God with your life. Never, never, never. If as a lawyer, they say, they say ah, how? How can I charge God? It's as a doctor, pay for what? Ah, how? That's why even to be in full-time ministry to receive a salary, it's, 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 like, a, it's like a sacrifice. Like, I mean, how should I even be paid for this? How can I say thanks to the Lord? And the more you do, because you love God, God will also look at you and love you. All your gifts, 
your time and of your, your talent, God will receive them and it will become a blessing. When you go to Kotoka Airport, you see the statue of General Kotoka. It's a memorial. I don't know if they've removed it, but it used to be the memorial. <laughs> it's a memorial to Kotoka. What he did. That's a memorial. And, and when Cornelius was there, all his offerings to the Lord, Bible said it has come up as a memorial. As a memorial. A me- God uses it to remember you. What you do for him. It's a memorial. And you go there. One day I took my children. We stood by the uh, um, statue of Kotoka. You were asking me what he did. Because that statue is there as a memorial to remind us of what he did in Ghana. Which is to overthrow Kwame Nkrumah. Do you understand? <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, your prayers, your gifts, your arms, they are a memorial to God. God will use them to remember. Your dancing, all those of you who dance, oh, it's too powerful. Those of you who act, those of you who decorate, whatever you do, God will use it to remember you. That's my son. He's working for me over there. May God bless you. May God help you to be a good church member. Sing it for me. How can I say thanks for the things that you have done for me? Things so undeserved Yet you gave to prove your love for me And the voices of a million angels Could not express my gratitude I owe it all to you. you have to 
say thank you to God stand to your feet let's pray Sunday, Lord. Lord, I want to be an unpaid volunteer. Lord, I want to come for many services, Lord. Lord, I want to serve you in the smaller groups in the church. Lord, I want to be a scholarly pastor. I want to be a, a scholarly Christian, a scholarly believer, a scholarly member. Someone who reads, someone who listens, and someone who watches. Lord, I want to be involved in massive organized prayer. Lord, give me the grace and the strength to be a good church member. How thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of the Lord thy God. May you behave well in the church of God. May you say thank you to God with all your talents, all your gifts, all your abilities for the rest of the days of your life. Thank you, Father, for your gift to us today in Jesus' mighty name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today, you are not born again. I want to pray. When I say born again, I mean huh, you must give your life to Jesus. Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Maybe you've come to campus and you, you gain, you've gained Legon, but what about if you lose your soul? What will you do? Where will you go? As every head is bowed, I'm going to pray with you. You want to say, Lord, Today I have gained Legon. I'm here, but I want Jesus as well. I want to know that my name is in the book of life. I want to be saved. I want my sins to be washed away. If you are here like that, wherever you are, lift your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God today. Now, I've gained Legon, but I want to gain Jesus Christ. I see your hand, I see your hand, I see your hand. 
lift it up high. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Don't think about anybody. Think about yourself. Think about your soul. Think about whether you go to heaven or hell. God bless you, my sister, my friend, all over the hall. I see so many hands lifted up. God is changing your life today. God is saving you today. God is washing away your sins today. What an opportunity. God bless you. Lift it up high so I can see. I see your hand. I see all over there. All over there. God is changing your life. This is your opportunity. For the last time, if you want your sins to be washed away, you want Jesus to come into your life. You've gained this campus, but have you gained Jesus Christ? This is your chance. God bless you. If you have lifted your hand, I want you to walk to me in the front here. Just come from where you are standing. Come, come. Come from the side. Come from the back. All over. Wherever you lifted your hand, just come. Wow. Just stand right here. How can I say thanks? Come on. I want to pray with you. Come to God today. What shall it profit a man? If you gain the whole world. Like you lose your soul. For the thing come on, my friend. Come out of there. Let me pray so with you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm waiting. You gave, that you came. Wow. Let's pray. Say this prayer with me. Close your eyes. Lift your hands. Say, Jesus. Thank you for today. I know today is my day. Say, I know. Today is my day. Oh God, please forgive me. Please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I'm a bad person. But today, I give myself, I give my heart, I give my soul, I give my everything. To Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. Please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus Christ. From today, from today, from today, I give my life to God. I give my life to Jesus. Dear Lord, please cleanse me with the blood of Jesus from today. I love you. I will serve you. I will follow you by the grace of God. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. From today, you can count on me. Lord Jesus, I am yours. I am yours. I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.